people, the places, the bay. This is the Morecambe Bay podcast. My full name is Ethel Patricia Davies, but before I married, it was Ethel Patricia Outram. My name is Dorothy Jean R. Gores. I was Dorothy Jean Outram before that. Jean and I both worried that the war would finish before we could take part in our side. However, it didn't. So uh, as soon as I was 18 and old enough, I volunteered for the Women's Royal Naval Service because on my mother's side of the family, they were Channel Islanders and they all went into the Royal Navy. So uh, while I was filling in time, I spent a lot of evenings talking to our Austrian cook, uh, Mrs. Getzel, and we talked a good deal in German. So when I joined the Wrens and they said any qualifications, I put down conversational German and they were looking for girls who could do that because uh, the branch that I was in was uh, one of listening to German ships talking to each other, writing it down. If it was code, you sent it to Bletchley Park. If it was naval um, general messages, you sent it to naval intelligence. If I hadn't spent those evenings in the countryside with our Austrian cook, I would never have known German, and I'd never have had a rather interesting war job. What can you tell me about it? What's your recollections then of, of some of the conversations and some of the messages uh, that you were in, involved in, in, in sharing? Well, uh, while I was a schoolgirl, of course, I was just chatting with our Austrian cook. But um, later on, I was at Wren Women's Royal Naval Station, uh, stations along the coast with other girls who knew German, and we would work round the clock, watches of eight hours on or four hours on and uh, after a few days you did get a day off. It was quite a relief to get a break because uh, you know if you're working round the clock backwards but still um, you don't develop a proper sleep pattern or anything Um, so the days off were rather good but um, one quite long time I was uh, stationed on a, a cliff between Dover and Folkestone, um, which was fine, but um, a bit isolated. Yeah, yeah. And for, for both of you to do the similar kind of work, how, how unusual was that, that you both were involved in the, in the same kind of work? Um, of course, I was younger than Pat, so I was uh, not able to take much part to begin with. But I'm trying to remember, Dorothy Jean Argles, was I married? No, you were in the Fannies and you went to North Africa and Italy. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yes, I do remember going overseas and finding it very exciting and interesting. Um, And the fact that there was a war going on, we were sort of outside it in a way. Um, And in, uh, in North Africa, uh, it was just so interesting and exciting and people living in the villages and that sort of thing that I don't think I ever got really uh, um, connected with the war. You know, I was just travelling, which made it much more exciting and interesting for me. But I think I would need a little time to talk about 
my reactions to me at that. Were you both aware of the importance of your roles, of the work that you were doing, you know, why it was so important? We were a decoder. Yes, oh, I was, yes, working on the coding area with the messages being sent through and passed on to the people who were actually doing the work. I have very clear memories of my work during the war because I was very worried the war would finish before I could get into the Women's Royal Naval Service. It didn't. Uh, I had to go to Liverpool to do a German test. I thought I was going to be a spy. I was terrified of jumping out of an airplane somewhere in Eastern Europe, not knowing where I was. I was so relieved to how I would be stationed on the British coast, listening to the enemy, and wouldn't have to go to some foreign country. But they trained us in searching for German naval ships' signals, uh, and when we, we came on one, we would have to write it down absolutely accurately. They used a code based on names, Anton, Bertha, Cesar, Dora, Emil, Fritz, and so on, and you wrote down, you know, the code in the four letters, and as soon as it was complete, um, it was sent by teleprinter to Bletchley Park. We never went there, but all we knew was Station X could uh, interpret these messages. So we didn't know what they were saying, but at Bletchley Park they did. There was um, a report that um, we could recognize individual code senders. I don't remember that we could. The Germans are very systematic. They all tended to do their coding the same way. And um, I have no recollection that there were individuals we knew. It was just uh, very clear, usually, and uh, very correct and uh, consistent. And uh, we just wrote it down as well as we possibly could. And did you have a real sense of camaraderie when you were working together? Were you kind of feeling that you were in this together as, as, a, as a team? We had very much a feeling of camaraderie because we were stationed in small stations around the coast. Um, we were working 24 hours, you know, eight hours on, eight hours off, and that sort of thing. And um, you got to know your other fellow wrens very well because uh, we were all ones who could speak German or understand German um, and uh, we had to stay very quiet about what we were doing. We could tell our families we were in the radio business because our buildings bristled with aerials so anybody could have guessed that but not for a moment that we were covering German radio be quite hard to, to keep it secret, to stay quiet and say, say nothing when you were hearing all kinds of things that you, you just couldn't share. Couldn't share it. No, you'd sign the Official Secrets Act and there were dire penalties if you broke that. And we, we had no temptation to, really. Just said, oh, we're doing wireless signalling. That was it. But it was quite interesting sometimes. I'm sure it was, yeah. Particularly if... Uh, they were coming over to do raids and lay mines, that sort of thing. You could get them quite loud and clear. 
other times, of course, it was very faint, corrupted signals. And one of our REN officers, senior one who came around inspecting our REN station, said, well, if you have all this difficulty hearing them, why don't you ask them to repeat the message? We had to explain to her that wasn't really very practical. <laughs> 